Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast hosted by Corey and Shauna Burris. They are a former pastor, a college teacher, and Pacific Northwest coffee lovers. Mostly, they are Jesus followers who find themselves in lots of interesting conversations with non-Christians, former Christians, wondering Christians, and young adults from all kinds of backgrounds. And we want to invite you into those conversations. The Bread and Cup podcast is a place for real talk about the Bible, life, and what it takes to move beyond the easy answers. So let's grab a cup and join the conversation. Welcome to the very first Bread and Cup podcast. I'm Shauna. And I'm Corey. And uh, each week, you know, our show is called Bread and Cup. So we will introduce it's what's in our cup and what's in our bread, <laughs> or what is our bread. Uh, this week, we had an awesome friend drop off some fresh cinnamon rolls, and so we're enjoying those. And because we are in the Pacific Northwest, we are enjoying a Starbucks Veranda Blend coffee, which is in our backyard. And I'm not a big Starbucks fan typically, but this is actually pretty good for Starbucks. Yeah, it's a blonde roast, oh, and we asterisk. tend to like that at Starbucks. If we're drinking Starbucks, we're typically drinking their they're blonde, right? Right. Yeah. And so today, as we enjoy cinnamon rolls as our bread and Starbucks as our cup, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about who we are as Corey and Shauna and how Bread and Cup came to be. Yeah. It's been an interesting journey. Um, so uh, a little bit about us from our past that kind of has led to where we are right now and why we're, we started a podcast, why we think it's... Um, why we discussed the things that we do was um, we met in Bible college, um, which many Christians have, right? Like most people that grew up in evangelical church, a lot of them went to Bible colleges or went to Christian Bible colleges. Uh, we were the typical um, couple where I was a youth pastor or a pastoral major and you were a, Shauna was a music major. I was major. a church music major. Yes. Like a full good. disclaimer, one of our children is exceptionally musically gifted, which I think back affirms the fact that I tried to do that. I am not um, a musician. I don't think that's totally true, but that's the but way. I'm good on stage. Right. So, yeah. uh, but we grew up, um, I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up my own entire life, um, grew up in the church, uh, different types of church. I went Baptist, Assemblies of God, and, uh, and everything in between, non-denominational. Yeah. Um, and so I had always grown up in the church. Um, one unique thing about me, though, like I... Um, I think a lot of, I had the opportunity to have people around me where I could ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I asked a lot of questions of people. I remember sitting down with a pastoral friend of mine. Um, uh, my, my family was moving. And so I lived with them for a couple of months and I would ask him the most stupid questions. I'm sure he rolled his eyes later about what <laughs> a high school student asked but I had questions about everything from like, what does this mean? Why is this say this? What is God angry is? What is this going? And he, sometimes he had answers. And some of those I still hold to. And some of them I maybe have challenged a little bit since then. But it was really yeah. great to have somebody that would listen to me throughout my entire life. And so I brought that into college. And I remember having discussions with people in college about that. So yeah, this um, type of discussion, I think, is one of the hallmarks of who you and I are as a couple, right? So we met, right. we started dating. We say we started dating. We didn't actually elect that. Our friends took pity on us and told us we were dating each other. And I, I have to say they nailed it. It worked out great, forever eternally grateful to them for um, sort of pushing us towards each other. Um, I love being married to you. We have an awesome life. 
And I think the first time I realized that I liked you was because of a deep discussion. We stood on the bridge. Yep. Um, in Minneapolis. In so. Minneapolis, the Stone Arch Bridge. And we started talking and all of our friends just left us there. And we talked for well over an hour. Um, and and that to me is, um, it's a such a high value. It's what drew me to you in the first place. And I have the opposite sort of story from right. you, right? My, my parents were not Christians when... Um, I was born and certainly not up until the time I was in school when uh, my father is still an atheist. He is a scientist. He's brilliant. And he very much values um, sort of creative thinking, higher higher order thinking. And so um, my mom became a Christian in the midst of my parents' um, dissolution. And so I had this sort of interesting upbringing where... For those of you who don't know, a dissolution is a divorce. divorce. <laughs> I hate the word divorce. I hate even saying it. And so, yeah, I, I walk around it. But um, so my mom, she was also always very willing um, to embrace my questions, although I think I had more than she ever knew what to do with. But she and my dad worked really hard to make sure that both of them had voice, that I respected and loved both of them. I knew that they each cared very much about me. And so my mom really fed my faith. She took me to church. She, um, you know, she modeled what it looked like to be someone who becoming a Christian in their thirties and discovering what Jesus was about. And then my dad was and remains the sort of the opposite perspective. He would challenge me on, well, why do you think that way? Um, don't you know the Bible is X, Y, and Z? Don't you understand that out in the big, wide, real world, that principle or that perspective. So while I was raised almost entirely in an Assembly of God environment, which is a you know evangelical, pretty conservative, especially in the in small the town I grew up yeah. in, in the, in the Midwest, you know, absolutely no drinking. You you wouldn't even say spell H E L L. You would say H E double hockey sticks, right? Like it, it. There could have been an element of legalism there, and I think some of my peers, my cohort that were raised in that church, they might say that that's how they experienced it. I did not. Um, I found that environment to be um, really encouraging. People were kind to our family, despite being sort of a strange, um, you know, single mom household that wasn't that typical in evangelical churches in the 80s. And But my dad would push me. Everything that the church taught me, he would force me to defend from a very scientific, genuinely high school level debate team perspective. And so what that did is meant that I had to think critically about my faith when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. Uh, and I still highly value thinking critically about my faith and frankly about everything. And yeah. it's, it's and, and we brought that into our marriage together yeah. and we've been married 22 years now, almost. Yeah. Um, and June. Yep. And three kids. We have three kids, and we even now will debate things even between each other, even with yep. your dad or with even our family. And yep. we've talked with people in church. And I say debate. We don't mean it as in like we fight about it, but we have discussions and we challenge in each other yeah. and, we, and we lean in. And so um, I, I was a pastor for about two, two and, and a half years, years something like that. Um, Which means I was married to a pastor for that's two and a right. half years. And yeah. so we had the experience of being in a young church at the time, and we had a lot of good and bad that came out of that. Mm -hmm. um, and 
but have served in in a heavy capacity within the church for most of our marriage. Um, yeah. um, and off and on, honestly, as yeah. we've wrestled through things, as we've gone through phases of life, um, you know, careers have developed or not developed, children have been born and, and, you know, some of those things, that's ebbed and flowed. We have not been in paid pastoral role now in 17 years, um, but we are definitely... Um, finding ourselves in more and more pastoral conversations, right? which is part of what has led to Bread and Cup. We're having all these fantastic, critically thinking, but somewhat pastoral feeling conversations. And you with your background in and your recent master's in education and, and sure. teaching in college and some of those things brings in... Uh, like I know you love to learn. You love. I mean, I we listen. We're nerds, okay. So we'll listen to podcasts all the time. We listen to. Um, we'll, I'll listen to sermons. I listen. Yeah. We'll read buy the spiritual books, books. You know, or, or yeah. even not spiritual books, but books that challenge you yeah. in the way that you think. Yeah. Um, and so, we. Um, at least I personally, I found myself people that when we were youth leaders that are now in high school or out out of high school in yeah. college age or even early in their marriage or whatnot yeah. they will come to me and they'll be like hey i've been thinking about this and they'll yeah. ask some big question while we sit there and drink a beer or have a coffee or whatever together yeah. and oh, they will sorry say, to our assembly of god friends <laughs> right. by the way we're four square now so we totally do drink a beer over right. these conversations so <laughs> we you know well you know we'll be sitting there have a conversation and they'll ask a big question like well I've always felt this way, but not felt like I could ask anybody, but you seem yeah. like you, it's okay for me to say something about yeah. it. And I'll be like, okay, well, let's talk about that. You yeah. know, why do you feel that way? Where are you going with that? And I think that you and I have, have asked a lot of those questions of ourselves. Yeah. You know, I know some of the things, my, my faith has a, evolved, if you will, over time. And as I understand more and I, I become more secure in my faith, I'm willing to to explore more of what my faith means to yeah. me. Now, I also hold really solidly to these certain principles, and that's important right. to me because I think that is part of faith, right? Well, but, I think for both of us, we've wrestled off and on. I mean, I've, I don't know where you're at in your, in your faith journey because we, we're not always, we don't always end up agreeing on everything. And thankfully, we agree on the finest points of it. But, um, you know, for me, there's been seasons where I've really forced myself to struggle with the, with the ideas of, well, is the Bible trustworthy? Is, was Jesus a real person? And if he was, was he the way I thought he was? And in, in those questions coming to the place where, um, coming to the place where there's a few things that I feel really sure about and they're the reason I'm willing to have faith or that I could say that I'm a person of faith or that I'm a Christian. But in those wrestlings, I've come up against a whole lot of things where I've, I've had to say, I think I understand that. I'm, I'm comfortable with where I'm sitting, but I, but I know I have a lot of room to go. And then there's some things where I'm just, yeah, I really just don't even know about that. But I know enough about the core things. There's enough that I trust about what I do know that I'm willing to leave some things pretty nebulous as long as I'm continuing to learn about them. And there are such brilliant people out there that know so much more than either of us. And I just keep picking up the books and I keep having the conversations. And, you know, you referenced for the last, I've had six 
graduating classes now come come through. So it's been five years that I've had the privilege of teaching at um, a, a college, a small college. And it is the greatest joy of my life to stand in front of a classroom of, you know, early 20 somethings who they're in a program that is faith-based. So there's some shared understanding there. And then to sort of explode their their preconceived concepts and then walk with them as we figure out, um, as we wrestle through those hard com- conversations and as we, um, as sort of as someone further down the road from them, I've lived through so much of where they are and where they're going to be able to sort of not say that I'm ahead of them, but to sit down next to them and say, okay, I've, I've absolutely walked this road. Um, that hurt, that struggle, that frustration. Um, I feel you and not give them a pat answer, but be able to have a conversation about what are you feeling and what are you hoping for? And then sharing a little bit about what I was hoping and feeling in, in the similar situation, not to solve their problem or give them an answer, but to invite them a little further along on the journey than maybe they would have gotten without those hard conversations. And I think that's the big piece is the conversation, right? Um, Listening and hearing what um, people have to say. And I think so many people have felt cut off by either other other people, other Christians, believers, yeah. non-believers across the board, and feel like they can't come out and say, I am, I feel this way, and I, I'm yeah. struggling with this, and I'm wondering about this. They feel like they're either told, well, no, sorry, that was that's just the wrong way to think, and they don't know what to do. And so yeah. opening up the door of conversation is what we're trying to do, right? I'm, I yeah. I'm sure you will hear this story, but I had a really good friend of mine, and he said to me one time, I'm struggling with this, 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 and this, and I and I said, that's great. And he was like, what? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, because I think that we have to wrestle through this yeah. to understand what we are and where we're going to end yeah. on the other side. And I think you know, the idea of conversation is part of where we get the name Bread and Cup, yeah. which is about this idea of so much you know, the reason there's a food network out there, the reason that there's all these travel shows just show food on them is because yeah. so much happens when you sit down with the bread and cup. And yes, there's the parallel to communion. Yeah, and there's absolutely. the parallel, which we find to be very, uh, it means such a core piece of our faith. Right. But, but also there's an element of so much is sh- when you share food and drink together. Yeah so much more shared with each other, yeah. right? You're, you're more willing to sit there for a long period of time and talk with the person yeah. across from you. It's about inviting, you know, for us, so many of these conversations actually happen at our breakfast nook table, right? Or our kitchen table. And we bake, or I bake the things, and you make the coffee, and we share them. There's something welcoming and lingering, exactly. When, when you're sharing a meal, there's a lingering aspect. We're not here to answer a question and shuffle out the door. We're here to wrestle on the journey with you and, and we're going to eat and we're going to drink with you. And, and in our lives, that also means communion because we are Christians, but we don't expect that the bread in the cup we share with the person in front of us is communion for them right. because the richest and the best conversations happen when we don't have identical perspectives. Um, but both sides are valid and both sides are important. And, um, I love I love the conversations when people feel free to be wholly honest about what they're struggling with or what they hate about what they think I believe. And this is an opportunity for us and for you to hear 
a Christian perspective on big topics. Um, there is always this ongoing dialogue of um, what does faith mean to us and how does it live out in our lives? It is um, just kind of how we have wrestled with our faith, wrestled through yeah. what we believe, raised our kids, all of those things. Um, and uh, we thought we would just kind of open the door, open a conversation with uh, those of you out there that are willing to listen. So, Yeah, I think that's exactly it. We are... Um growing people. We are not fully formed. We are definitely not perfect. Um, but we were raised to be Christians. And then we wrestled through that and wrestled hard with it in some, in some years and circumstances. And we came out on the other side with a, with a different view than what we entered. And I think that makes these conversations interesting because we understand what's happening in the church sphere. And if you are an active Christian and you are participating in your local congregation, we get that. Um, and if you are someone who was raised in faith and you decided that you walk, you just walked away from it, that you could not understand or engage with or accept some of the things that were being um, told to you were part of the Christian faith or the way that you read the Bible and you walked away, we get that. And we want to talk about those things in a way um, that isn't just leaning into pat answers. We are not going to throw a single Bible verse at you and say, see, this is why we're right well, about you, much. You even said, you know, coming out the other side. Yeah. And I don't know that I've come out the other side as much as I'm in the woods and I came to an <laughs> area where I could see the sun a little bit and now I'm going back into the woods at times, right? Like Fair. not on everything, right? And I yeah. think that that is, I mean, kind of what we want to talk about even today is this idea that it is, it is there are certain things that we need to hold on to and understand and grasp and grapple with. Yeah. But like... We wrestle with our faith and we wrestle with um, a day-to-day -day life. We're trying to figure this whole thing out. And while there are truths, the truth is out there, if you will, there are a lot of things that it is okay to not know. Yeah. And I think I love your um, analogy of the forest because obviously being a couple, we have navigated that forest together a lot of the time, but not always at the same spot like you've been deeper in that forest where i feel like i'm standing more in the sun and there was a time um where i certainly stopped trusting sort of the compass if we're going to stick to the adventure analogy i i just wasn't sure that i trusted the compass it seemed rusty and broken and unuseful and for me the the biggest part of the reason I guess I use the language of coming out the other side is you're right. We are absolutely not out of the woods. And some of the things we've experienced just in the last two years um, were dark and heavy and um, certainly uncomfortable. But the difference for me in those experiences was that I wasn't trusting a story I'd been told. I wasn't trusting my own good efforts to get gold shiny stars within sort of our church environment. I had reached a place where I absolutely just trusted the character of God, who Jesus says he is. And I didn't know where I landed about a lot of the other stuff. But once I reached the place where I'm like, no, I, there has been too much evidence in my life and in the lives of the people that you and I have, you know, 
befriended and, and been in, involved with over the years, there's too much evidence that Jesus is who he says he is and that he is actually worth modeling my life after and worth, you know, pursuing and finding, even if I do that really imperfectly. And so for me, that's sort of it, yes, the woods, but it's that idea of, I think I, I think I know how my compass works and I'm trusting the direction it's giving me. And I don't always know what else is going on. Well, and that's, I mean, that's ultimately faith. Like I'm with you. I am, I'm, I'm in the woods on some things even today yeah. and I'm out of the woods on other things and in a kind of an open area. And I think I have a good grasp of it, but as yeah. history has served and taught me, I still, I look back at myself where I was 10 years ago, three years yeah. ago, five years ago, whatever it is. And I go, man, I have, if I looked at myself today, I would think I was a bad Christian or I would think sure. I was a different type of person than I actually am. And yeah. so I think the point is, is that it's okay to live in that place in that it be in the woods at times on yeah. things, but there are, there is a compass, right? Yeah. Like there is a true North and, um, me not being able to see what true North is doesn't make true North not exist. Totally. Right? And I, I think yeah. that, um, I mean, one thing that you probably will hear as we continue to talk about topics and, 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 and any discussion that we have is that there, there are things that we must hold on to. And one of those is faith, right? Yeah. And we talk a lot about, I mean, you and I talk a lot about this is, um, I think the church in many ways taught us to have faith of something happening, the Bible, right? Like have yeah. faith that the Bible is truth, that it is infallible, that it is all of yeah. those things. What it, and that heaven is coming. That was that a big one that is, we yeah, grew up yeah. in. Yeah. Or, or, you know, all like, I mean, if you take, think of all the doctrine within the church and within our, uh, you know, within uh, kind of the culture that is the church, yeah, there are a lot of things that we are taught to just believe. And we yeah. are, we are told that that is what faith is. Yeah. And I don't, I, I've, I've, as I get older, I start going, I don't know that that's what faith is. What faith is, is trust in something. Yeah. Trust in someone, in this case, Jesus, right? right? And who God is. We trust that he will, that he is who he says he is. Yeah. That there is truth, that the Bible is truth, right? Yeah. And that's different than trusting of something. And it starts transitioning whether or not you want to believe that there was a guy that got swallowed by a whale and that that's what you're going to hold on to. And sure. whether or not they found Noah's Ark at the top of a mountain, you know, in the Middle East and how if that isn't true, then Noah's Ark never happened. And so there's right. no point to the, all of these words. Right. Or if you have faith in who God and Jesus are and who they have taught us to be and yeah. what, what that means for our lives. And I think there's a difference in those things. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's certainly, well, again, we, we've taken so much of this journey together that we're yeah. naturally going to agree. Although in fairness to the people we're in this conversation with, we don't actually agree on everything. No. Um, and that's, that's okay because we're both standing in a place where we know that, that we are Christians. We do follow Jesus. We do believe the Bible is true. And we also both happen to believe that, um, that when we start at that place, that we get to wrestle out the rest of it. And that's just part of discovery. And um, I, for me, I, 
I think when I try to explain what the faith journey feels like from my side of things, because I agree with you that if the Shauna from 10 years ago would see the Shauna today, um, she might be surprised by, by who I am. Um, hopefully in some good ways, like, yay, still fit in my jeans. And maybe in some not so great ways where she does feel like maybe I've um, neglected something that really mattered to her. Um, but I see that in our, in our relationship, right? Like when, when we became a couple, we had really specific ideas of how life was going to unfold and the kind of, you know, our dreams and our plans and you know, thankfully we had great people around us. So we knew that we needed to be in alignment, right? We needed to have a shared set of values and beliefs and hopes and, and goals so that we could move forward as a, as a, you know, cohesive unit, but that it took us all of what, two years of being married before our cute little plan was out the window. And maybe it was four, but it did not take long before we started to realize that, oh man, yeah, it was so great for us to value this and value that and think this is wonderful. But we reached a point where we had to decide what it was that we were actually in that for. And we decided we were in it for each other. And that that discovery was going to have to be part of it because neither of us were static. And that's been so useful for me because I trust you and I love you. And we've had such a fun, interesting, you know, marriage that for me, that's a little piece to hang on to of when I begin to wrestle with the faith part of it, I can see, oh, that's, that's actually okay. It's okay to wrestle with some of that stuff that I read in the Bible or some of the ways that I see the church behaving because there are things that aren't great and we can acknowledge that and then move past it. Or there's the, the joy and the hope of like that discovery of, oh, who you are today, Corey, is way different than the Corey I started dating. But some of that's the fun. Like that'd be so boring. Right. If you were a static creature in in that sense, right? You're not made of stone or wood. You are a living person who changes and grows and changes your mind about things and learns new things. And and I want to approach faith in the same way that that as I'm changing, and while God, while the Bible talks about God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that He is unchanging, that He is reliable and trustworthy. That when we, you know, print that out and put a cross, a needle stitch of that on our needle cross point, needle stitch, I can't figure that out. Here we go. Needle we point. We aren't old enough to be doing needle point or whatever. When or we, hipster enough. When, yeah. Well, we're, we're neither. Um, if, if I hire someone to make us a letter art of that statement, it's not not true. It just doesn't get the whole. And so for me, there's actually a, a comfort in the idea that just like we're inviting people into this conversation, God invites me into a, a conversation. Like I'm, I'm not, it's not a test. I'm not showing up to the table to make sure that I know which bubble to fill in and I better get the most right. It's no, we're having a conversation with some push and some pull and some discovery. Yeah. And I think that, I think that 
that kind of encompasses it, this idea that um, for a long time, people viewed belief and faith um, as not relational. And we always talk about, oh, it's about a personal relationship with Jesus and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But sometimes that becomes a cop-out, I think, in some ways, in the way yeah. that we view our relationship. But but there's a lot of truth in the concept of that. Sure. And that is that relationships, they, they there is a flow to them, in yeah. a sense. And I think that a lot of ways, our relationship with God it's us discovering more and more and more about him and who his character is sure. and and who he is and us going, I'm going to trust into that. I'm going to invest into that. I'm willing to to dive into that piece of my relationship with him. Yeah. Whereas you may not even known that you needed to do that before. Yeah. And so. Oh, that, that's been so true for us. Yeah. And so. Things that we've wrestled with that like weren't, like they weren't even on our radar. Yeah. Like. As as a thought process, let alone something worth actually wrestling through. That now, I mean, we have we 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 have struggled and thought and, and you know had deep discussion and maybe some of those things aren't even a hundred percent settled. Yeah. But I think that what I love about the place we're in at this moment um, is that we've done. I think we've done a fair amount of the hard work and. While we are nowhere near the end of it, we're still discovering ourselves. What seems to happen when we're having these conversations, um, you know, I, I'm s sitting in front of a, a young woman who's, you know, asking me about, well, what do I do about this situation, right? Or how do I know, how do I know what I'm supposed to do for my job, right? That's a, that's a big it's just a big question for anyone in their 20s. But certainly in the Christian circles, that becomes, how do I know what I'm called to? There's this language attached to it that yeah. that feels almost burdensome. And, um, and you know, certainly for our friends and, and the young young adults that, that we're, you know, mentors to or whatever, I don't know what language to use there, but however they end up in our lives that aren't Christians um, or have stopped being Christians— they might not say, they might not say called, but they certainly still ask the same thing. Like, well, how, how am I, how, how am do you I know what I'm to supposed know? to know? Yeah, right? Like, how I'm do, supposed to be? And, yeah. yeah. And how do you know what you don't know? And how do you make, and I think the beauty of the place that you and I are in is that we've done some of the hard work of struggling through it. And so there is a comfort in saying, you know what? I don't, I'm, I'm not actually a hundred percent sure. But I feel sure enough about how to have this conversation that I'm willing to keep talking to you about it. So yeah. I don't necessarily know the answer to your conundrum. Wow, that was a weird old word, huh? <laughs> conundrum? I don't necessarily... Yeah. I don't think it's an old word. No? Okay, it's good. Just a word. We're going to pull it back out. Um, I don't necessarily know the answer to that. But man, am I familiar with the idea of taking this idea and figuring out, well, what's, what's in that? Like, what are we actually asking when we ask that question? And, um, so I'm really excited to hear more of those. I, I always love these conversations. I get to have at least a couple a week and it's just, it's my favorite to hear people, you know, processing what they believe about themselves and what they believe about the world. 
and well, and I had a I had a conversation with somebody actually the other day, and it was a couple weeks ago now. But uh, he and I were sitting down, and we were talking, and we we do this pretty regularly. And he one of the things he said to me was, "Hey, I have a question for you." And he was talking about uh, I think we were talking about end times or something along those lines. And he oh. just said, "Hey, you know, I you know here's my question. Here's what I I think." And he goes, "I put it out there that I was wrestling with this idea or this thought." Yeah, and he had people like coming around him from, from church or from wherever, like people that were influenced that were his age, that influenced his life in a lot of ways. And they were like, how, how can you doubt? Or how can you have a different point of view on this than other things? And he was like, so what do you think? And I was like, I want to be honest with you. I have no idea. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. And I think that is ultimately what we don't accept a lot of times within church and faith communities is this idea that i don't know like it's okay to not know well the and answer you do to... know i mean you you don't well i have a you formed opinion yeah but well, but 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 i'm also like i mean there's a lot of things that you and i talk about and in sure. terms of things that the church wrestles with and people individually wrestle with yeah. and and you know uh, politics wrestles with Ooh. that becomes this thing where we all have these definitive answers and we stick yeah. our post in the ground and we're like, I know what this is yeah. and how dare you come against it. And as I get older, I start going, you know, I think I know what it is and I feel pretty sure about this. Yeah. But I don't know exactly how that all is going to play out because yeah. I used to think this thing over here, I remember, I remember we were, I was in Bible college. And I'm I remember a, that. I know you yeah, were there. I was there. Um, and I remember sitting in a uh, hallway, and I don't remember what we were talking about. I, I, it was something like really boring, like transubstantiation or something Ooh, like that. Yeah, let's never like, talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're never going to again. But but while we were <laughs> while we were sitting there talking about it, the one person piped up that he knew exactly how it was going to work. And, and wow. exactly what it looked, and everybody else was like, well, that's stupid. And we got in this heated just argument and debate because, yeah. you know, it. And to be me, clear, the person who knew was not the professor no, no, no. with a this doctorate was just like, in this theology. This was a nerdy kid that. It's like, like a 19-year-old punk. Yeah. So yeah, all of us perfect. 19-year-olds knew everything that we had to know about transubstantiation <laughs> yeah. and what that was, what it meant, what it, you know. That's and so great. So much so that him, he walked out, stormed out because most of us disagreed with his kind of point of view wow. on it. And I think that that happens a lot of times in our own lives where we wrestle with these things and one idea loses out over another and we lose, I'm going to use an old person saying, we throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like we throw it all out the window because we, we wrestle with this idea and instead of us going, man, I don't, I just, I can't land on what this looks like but I know God is, we aren't willing to do that, right? It's like, well, God is so connected to our belief, whatever that happens to be, that that if we we can't accept that belief, then we throw him out with it. We throw out who Jesus was. We throw out what the Bible is, you know? There's discussions, and we'll, we'll have talk about this in the future, but like the Bible is truth. It is, it is infallible, and yet, but we, we can, sure aren't. But we aren't, yeah. and we can interpret it wrong, yeah. and we can misunderstand what God's trying to say in it. Yeah. And instead of us going, man, maybe I just don't get this right now, and I need to sit that to the side and wrestle with this now and go back into the forest, we yeah. go, 
whole thing must be wrong. Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. I'm out. This whole thing, I'm just going to burn the whole place down. Yeah. And I think that that is a, it is a dangerous thing and something that I, I've been tempted to do. Totally. I have, you know, I have had times where I'm like, I don't get this, you know? Yeah. And, and those things can feel... I mean, especially there's been a few things we've wrestled with that were sort of easily sorted, right? Like we kind of landed on something where it didn't feel painful. It didn't feel like we were um, risking our friends or our, right. you know, position in our faith community or, you know, whatever, our influence to wrestle with them. And then there has been those things where it feels like if I question this, I'm literally questioning the foundation of my belief. And for you, there there was, I mean, I certainly slowed down a, a bit as I approached those topics because it was scary. It was scary to say, oh man, if I don't believe that, then every choice I've made for the last yeah. X amount of years based on my faith, they could all be wrong. And so it would have been so much easier to simply like either double down on that belief and really yeah plant my pole and I'm gonna die on this hill or just skirt around even thinking about it just well but that's that's how it's taught that's how we learned it in school or that's how my pastor preaches about pastor preaches about it so I'm just gonna accept it um but I'm not comfortable with that I would I would actually rather wrestle something out um and and do real research and have real conversations and land on I don't think it's what I thought it was and I'm not quite sure what it is but I know who God is and so I'm okay with living in the tension for the moment and I think that knowing that it will be revealed knowing that we will yeah. learn this not not that the I think sometimes when we say that people go well then truth is unattainable no it, the truth is attainable. It's just sometimes it's a process to get yeah. to the point of you need to be ready or 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 you need you have to go through other things to yeah. understand. You know, it's like jumping into a four hundred one class in college, right? When you haven't learned one hundred one, two hundred one, three hundred one, right. and there's a there's an element of that I think in relationship and in in your walk with God. Yeah. Well, and there's, I mean, there can be deep, um, unobjective truth. I mean, you can have bedrock scientific proof of something and there still be, there still be more discoveries to be made. And I think that's sort of the difference of yeah. simply because I can't wrap my head around it doesn't mean it isn't accurate. And it is perfectly fine for me at least to sort of sit in the space of, I know there's things I don't know. I know there's a lot that I actually do know. I know a lot more than I did 20 years ago. I know a lot more than I did seven years ago, but I don't know as much as I'm going to know five years from now. And by the time my time on earth is done, I still won't understand all of it, but I don't need to understand all of it. Frankly, I go outside and I get in our car and I drive to the grocery store to buy food for our family. And I cannot tell you the first thing about how that hybrid engine works. I can't. I can't tell you how that There's works. There's a little video diagram that explains how it Maybe I could go find it on YouTube or something. Runs things, so. It's neat. Oh yeah, on the dashboard, yeah. it does. It tells me it tells me when I'm using the battery or when I'm using gas. It's it's gamification of driving. I totally love it. 
However, it doesn't stop me from using our car. And maybe that's sort of, is that sort of a lame analogy? Maybe it's been used a lot in the church. I, I don't mean to necessarily apply it directly to church, but more to how how I approach learning in general, like even leadership principles or some of the, you know, some of the new stuff we're tackling in the class that I don't have to be able to build out the entire framework and every piece and part to be able to understand how this functions in my life. And then when it stops functioning in my life, then I get to learn the next piece of well, what is it that I'm not understanding that this isn't functioning in my life anymore? And what I think is great is the, uh, I'll call it the Elton Brown analogy, right? Oh, man. You know, we cooked love a lot. We cook goodies. a lot. And we, I love to cook. I love like putting food You're together. And I know, oh, this is good with yep. this and this is good with this. Yep. But there's actually a science behind why that happened. I remember yeah. we started watching Good Eats when we were younger. Yeah. And, uh, and we would watch it and we would learn the reason why those things we're good together. Why your yeah. tongue like appreciated like certain yeah. flavors with other flavors and how it all worked and all of this yeah. stuff and why, why we did the certain things that we did, we put them together and, and whatnot. And, and it, at that point, by knowing a little bit deeper about why that all happened, sure. it gave you this sense of like, oh, I can experiment a little bit more. Yeah. With the, oh, you had a much greater appreciation for the things that you had learned before that were yeah. just these basic principles of cooking, which is buttery things taste yummy. Buttery things do taste they do. so yummy. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and then you learn Butter the appreciation of why vegans. that happened and why sweet and salty were good together and yeah. all of those things. And all of a sudden you started to understand a lot deeper and a greater understanding sure. of of how cooking worked. Yeah. I think the same holds true in our faith, right? We, we, when we are young, we have the little felt things that they put up in, you know, <gasps> flannel uh, they, boards. They oh, don't have did those you anymore. just date us? Yeah, a little bit. But when Holy we were kids, moly. you know, like they would do, you know, we'd, we'd talk about Jesus and he had his little felt blue, he had a little blue sash and a white gown. Always, you know? and he was a white guy. He was always a white yeah. guy, which, you was, know, well, so are we, so, <laughs> so I, guess I mean, I'm not a guy, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, and he would, he was always the tallest, you know, disciple walk in with his 12 disciples, you know, yeah. and we, we learned these basic principles and the principles behind what we were learning was not wrong. Right. But as we get, if we do not grow in our faith, if all we do is stick with those original principles, we are going to have a much lesser experience and relationship with God in the long run. Yeah. And, and it's the same idea of dive in, go, okay, Jesus, I know who you are. I believe who you are. God, I know who you are. I know the word of God, the Bible, if you will, has purpose for me. Yeah. Let me, let's, let's get something out of this and yeah. figure out what that is. And, yeah. and even if you're somebody that hasn't subscribed to faith, right? Like you, you don't, you are not a Christian. You do not believe in Jesus, Yeah. but you're, you're dancing around it. Looking at the Bible and going, man, I wonder if there's something I can learn here yeah. about myself and learn about this character, this, this God, this Jesus. And what, what, what would that mean to my life? If I was to go all in yeah. just a little bit, just I'm, I'm going to understand a little bit more. You don't have to have the felt, you know, whatever, the flannelgram things oh, man. version of it. But what does that look like? So. Yeah, I think, you know, and what I, one of the things that I love about having conversations with people who do not have a faith background is that um, it 
pushes me to think more broadly, right? Because we were raised with flannel grams, sometimes I don't recognize my own bias. I don't recognize the things that feel familiar. They're comfortable because they're familiar, not because I've actually wrestled them out or questioned them myself. And so I, I always appreciate um, and really invite conversation with people who have different perspectives than we do. Um, otherwise, it ends up being just a little bit of a like, uh-huh, yep, mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh. And agreeing, um, while very nice, doesn't actually lead to growth. And so I, I hope very much that, um, that the conversation that we get to keep having doesn't center solely on a faith a faith perspective or a faith system, but, but really is willing to sort of step outside of the place that is comfortable for us and, and look at these issues from multiple sides. And we certainly get the opportunity to do that face to face. Yeah. Well, I know you have a teaching background, but I think that there, and so you know this, but there is value in conversation, right? Like we learn so much better and so much more by having dialogue back and forth, right? Yeah. Like if you think, and again, going back to my analogy of learning more as you go along, in grade school, you're getting taught, you're being spoken to. Yeah. In junior high, every once in a while, you get to break into groups, you know, yeah. and you get to do things. And then in high school, you have projects together. But in college... Oh man, group projects, they're the worst. It is dialogue, right? Like yeah. most of the way you learn it's is discussion boards yeah. and, and talking with the teacher and the teacher saying, what do you guys think about this? And yep. let's pull, it's push and pull type of conversations. Yeah. And there is a, there's so much value in that. And that's why I think, I mean, part of the reason we're doing this in the first place is because we need not just to push onto you, but we need pull. Like I want, I want somebody to push onto me and challenge me and to talk with me and to dialogue with me. Um, And that's why when, you know, you listen to the introduction to the show, it was, this is a dialogue. This is a conversation. Yep. We really, really mean that because it is so important for us to to sit back and go, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, let's I talk don't about know. that. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. Let's so. talk about that. And I think, you know, like any conversation, you have to come into it with mutual respect, right? So I, you and I love debating. We will pick opposite sides for the sake of debate, but it stays about the debate and faith and life choices and, um, you know, growing up, those things are highly personal. So it can feel personal. Right. Um, because, because they are, they're tied to, to who we are as humans. Um, but it's important to me that it stays about the topic and doesn't, um, become personal or unkind that, that it is a constructive, open, um, sort of open-minded Right? Like, I'm willing to hear out your opinion. I don't have to agree with it, but I want to hear it out. And then let's talk about it with you hearing me out as well. And not you. You and I are good at that. With, with the point of how do we get closer to who, to this relationship with yeah. God, right? Like, how do we grow yeah. deeper? Because as you've said, we both said, we have both come so far. Yeah. And yet it is, we are still so, so far, far, right? Yeah. And so, uh, the more we can dialogue, the more that uh, we can be pushed towards just knowing and having a deeper yeah. love and respect for who Jesus is. And we've done some it's of the work thing. already. So that's the great thing about being on the other side of this podcast is that 
you don't have to have done any work to come into the conversation. We've, we've done a fair amount of it. Yeah. And so, um, we will come prepared enough to have a conversation. I don't like to read, so probably not too much, but <laughs> I love to read. Yeah. I read more than, well, you, you can should. never read more than you should. I'd love to read. I read all the time. I love doing research. So, um, what I tend to do is I go through the book and I make the Cliff's Notes version That's the and then I, I hand it to Corey and uh, he, we will tell you this goes all the way back to the college days when I would do the homework and tab the notes and he would study and inevitably do well on the test. I got four so. point on my jutes my senior year. So yeah, good. you did. <laughs> anyway. You had a wife at home making sure you were hitting the That's books. <laughs> so... Again, we want to uh, open up the dialogue, um, and you know this is our first kind of go at it. We're trying to learn. We'll, I'm hopefully we will be better at this at the end of this than we were at the beginning of this. But um, our goal is to um, be grounded in what we know, yeah, and be open to have conversation and realize we just don't know as much as we think we do. <laughs> so. Yeah, and why that doesn't have to be the end of our faith, and that is to me the most important point point that I know enough to know that my faith is real and that it is worth, you know, orienting my life around it. And I also know that I don't know everything. And so I, I want that to be, um, I know enough to know what I'm sure of and I'm comfortable enough in what I'm sure of to be very willing to engage in, you know, a sort of open-handed conversation about everything else. And I don't need the, the people in conversation with me to agree with me or have the same perspective. And in, in fact, I value when they don't. Um, well, this was a great conversation. So glad you could join us. We would love to hear from you, uh, your questions, your thoughts, um, or your suggestions for future topics. You can reach us at Bread and Cup Podcast on Instagram and Facebook or at thebreadandcuppodcast.com. Uh, there we have a blog and we have links to those social pages. We'd love to hear from you soon. To join the conversation, like and subscribe, then find us on Instagram at Bread and Cup Podcast. You can also find us at our website and other social platforms linked in the show notes.